It's time for America Outdoors Radio, the show that covers the outdoor scene across the U.S. of A. and the entire continent. Fishing, hunting, conservation, outdoor recreation, and great destinations, we cover it all every week. It's your country, your outdoors. Let's explore it together with your host, John Cruz. Welcome aboard ICAST, that huge trade show for the sport fishing industry just wrapped up in Orlando, Florida. Another very successful event put on by the American Sport Fishing Association. And we're going to share which of the 900 new products were given the best of awards in their particular categories and go in depth on a couple of these two to include a conversation with Nathan Ragsdale with Pure Fishing about the new Berkeley Slobber Knocker Lure, a bladed jig with a unique name that looks to be a bass-catching machine. We'll also chat with the improbable best-of-show winner, Brian McKinnon. Brian is the CEO of Packback, a small startup cooler company based in Anchorage, Alaska, and his Packback P88 Combo Cooler combining a cooler work table and battery powered vacuum sealer is one innovative invention that will allow you to fillet your fish and vacuum seal those fillets right on the side of the stream the next time you go fishing not only that but brian's backstory and how he even managed to get into icast is something you have got to hear it's an incredible story if you're a big game hunter you might be curious about hunting bison you can do that in a few states out west, including Wyoming, and we'll talk to Mark Goki with Wyoming Game and Fish, who will tell you all about your odds of getting a bison tag, where to hunt bison, when to hunt them, and dispel some notions about the hunt, which will likely be quite a bit tougher than you anticipate. If you are hunting this icon of the Old West, the buffalo, you may as well invest in a rifle right out of the Old West, namely a lever-action rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. These classics are made right here in the USA and have quite a following, but Henry does a lot more than just make money manufacturing firearms. They also give a lot of their money away, too. Dan Clayton Luce with Henry will join us to tell you about some of the great organizations Henry Repeating Arms is supporting, as well as some very sick kids and their families they support through their Guns for Great Causes program. As we mentioned, we're going to tell you about some of the big winners at ICAST this year. That is the huge trade show for the fishing industry put on by the American Sport Fishing Association. And one of the winners when it came to the lure category was from Berkeley and Pure Fishing. They've got a lure called the Slobber Knocker, of all things. And with us here to tell you more about it is Nathan Ragsdale. He's the associate category manager in terms of bass baits for Pure Fishing. Nathan, welcome to the show. Thanks, John. Glad to be here. So first off, congratulations for the Berkeley Powerbait Slobberknocker Bladed Jig winning a Best New Product Award at ICAST. And let's talk a little bit about bladed jigs. They are a relatively new offering in the bass fishing world, and I really learned to appreciate their fish catching success this spring when I finally got into them. Is this Berkeley's first foray into this lure category? Yes, sir. It is. Okay, and let's talk a little bit about the advantages of the bladed jig over a regular jig or a spinnerbait, especially in the springtime. Yep, let's do it. So like you mentioned, it's really kind of been a style of bait that's come on here pretty recently into the bass fishing world. And and by that, I mean the past few years, 
you mentioned spinner baits. I think that was typically the style of bait that anglers were picking up when they encountered scenarios that the bladed jig in a lot of cases has beat out in terms of uh, usability and really just being effective on the water. It started to gain traction in Florida. I believe it was Brian Thrift that won an event on Okeechobee that really kind of blew the lid on bladed jigs in general. But the whole deal with the bladed jig is it's, it's a super versatile search bait. So again, you mentioned uh, regular jigs. Typically, you know, unless guys are throwing a swim jig, that's something they're really being target oriented at, you know, whether you're flipping a lay down, skipping a dock. Uh, and same thing with spinner baits. That's a really more of a search bait tool. Same thing with a bladed jig, but what makes a bladed jig really great is around vegetation most of the times is when we're seeing guys really pull it out over, say, a spinnerbait, right? Because that would be tough to fish through vegetation in some scenarios, depending on how thick it is, or a crankbait or, you know, any other search tool. Another great benefit about it is you can skip it really well, whereas, you know, again, to compare it to a spinnerbait, that's tough to put in places that you can, in fact, put a bladed jig. That's a great way to look at it. I never even considered that option. And you're right. Uh, skipping a spinnerbait is pretty much a non-starter for 99% of us. So let's right. talk about how the slobber knocker differs from some of the other bladed jigs that are out there. Yeah. So the big thing is our through-head blade design. And so what that means is instead of a clasp or a split ring, for example, connecting the actual rest of the bait, so the, the lead head or tungsten head and the hook, to the blade, we're going right through that head. And so what that does is ends up giving the angler uh, a couple benefits along with all of the small details that really make a bladed jig good. So let's just start with the things that really make a bladed jig good in general. It's ample sound production, typically made from the blade to head contact, ample water displacement and vibration, and then quickly starting the blade up. So first and foremost, you know, with our design, we're hitting all of those things that you know, a bladed jig just needs to have baseline. So on top of that, that through head blade design is going to allow the slobber knocker to come through cover better and specifically hard cover. So we talked about, you know, bladed jigs in general being really great in vegetation. Sometimes you need to rip it hard to clear the bait and shed that vegetation. But in general, you can typically get bladed jigs through hydrilla or milfoil or lily pads pretty decently. When it comes to hardcover like a laydown or buck brush or anything of that nature, not so much the case. Um, so what the through-head blade design allows is, again, there's no clasp or split ring attaching the blade. So you really have more of a continuous surface from your line tie down the surface of the blade and then translating to the head and down the shank of the hook. So when it comes to vegetation, sometimes, you know, like a long piece of hydrilla would wrap itself around a clasp or split ring. Not the case here. You're really not bringing in a lot of vegetation with the slobber knocker. And again, the hardcover piece, being from South Carolina and Georgia, fishing more hardcover, that's what I personally am super excited about. You can really feather this thing through laydowns really well because the through-head blade design is, is basically a free hinge. So it's it looks to me like a snell knot when you're pulling it over a branch. It really kind of pops the hook up and over instead of turning or rolling, some guys call it, and you dig the hook point into the laydown or whatever piece of hardcover you're fishing. I cannot wait to get my hands on one of these. I got to tell you what, Nathan. Again, folks, you're listening to America Outdoors Radio. We're talking to Nathan Ragsdale with Pure Fishing about the Slobber Knocker. It's a bladed jig that just won a best of product category in the lure category at ICAST in Orlando, Florida this past week. 
I got to ask, it, it is called the Berkeley Power Bait Slobber Docker, so I presume the skirt is infused with Power Bait, is that correct? Yes, sir, that is correct. So coming off our launch with jigs last year and in tandem with our spinnerbait launch this year, we're bringing a full skirted bait product category, bladed jigs included, all of them having that Power Bait infused silicone skirt. Let me ask you a question. My fishing buddy and I have debated this. When you take it out of the package, obviously the, the scent, I presume, is going to be the strongest. But how long does it last on like a bladed jig like the slobber knocker? How long is it effective? Yep, great question. So to clear the air, power bait and then power bait max scent are two totally different things as far as how we look at it. Power bait, which would be the yellow bag and soft plastic or what we're incorporating into our skirted baits now is more about the taste than the scent. So max scent, the power bait max scent is really the, the product line that's dispersing scent. So when it comes to the skirts and actually lasting, like you said, as soon as you open the package, you we can smell it, right? Right. But the important piece is the actual tasting ability of the fish. So these skirts, some guys have been, you know, questioning, is it going to dry out, like gulp, or, you know, that's why we incorporated Maxent was so it doesn't dry out. Again, this isn't necessarily about scent dispersion. It's all about taste. So whether you and I can smell it or not, after a, a period of weeks, for example, it really doesn't matter because it's all about the taste of the skirt and the fish's mouth. I'm glad I asked that question. I think a lot of our listeners just learned something there. All right, got to ask the name, the slobber knocker. Who came up with this and why? So it was a group effort. You know, as far as development goes, we've got our great R&D teams at the Berkeley Labs, our pros, just the general marketing team, right? So the formula for the name came from people when, if you catch a big fish, a lot of us will refer to it as a slob, right? Right. And then the blade to head contact part of a bladed jig that's super key is the knocking piece. So you put slob and knock together, we had slobber knocker. Well, it's definitely a unique name. It's obviously going to be a great fish catching lure. When will it be available and what's the MSRP? So it'll be available in September in two sizes and 12 colors and it'll retail for thirteen ninety nine. The Slobber Knocker, if you're a bass angler, you're going to want to add this to your tackle arsenal. Look for it in September at quality sporting goods stores and stock up on what promises to be a great lure to catch fish. Nathan, thanks so much for sharing this with us. Congratulations again from all of us at America Outdoors Radio. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Need a lightweight camp stove for your next adventure? The new Striker Series stove from Camp Chef is the perfect solution. Two models of this single burner stove let you cook using propane or isobutane. The heat ring technology built into the stove's cookware lets you boil water in less than two minutes. And like everything else in the Camp Chef line, the Striker Series stove is built tough. If you hike, paddle, hunt, or fish and cook while you do it, you're going to love the Striker Series stove. Find it at your local sporting goods store or at CampChef.com. Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors. Sportsman's Cove Lodge in Southeast Alaska is booked for the season, which means now is the time to book for next year. And you'll want to do so soon because at the end of a typical summer, the lodge is over 80% booked. The reasons? The great fishing, the wonderful location, the comfortable accommodations, the fantastic food, and the over-the-top customer service. You'll find it all at Sportsman's Cove Lodge. Book today at alaskasbestlodge.com. 
You're back in with America Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. You know, there's a small handful of states that actually allow you to hunt for bison or buffalo. They're all in the West, and one of them, perhaps the most popular one, is the state of Wyoming. And non-residents can actually apply for a chance to hunt here, too. With us here to tell you more about hunting bison in the Cowboy State is Mark Gokey, a public information specialist for Wyoming Game and Fish. Mark, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Thanks, John. So you've got a, a couple of YouTube videos on your website that are really great information for people who are lucky enough to draw a bison tag. And I guess I want to start off with that. How many bison hunting permits are issued each year in Wyoming, and how many folks broken down by residents and non-residents typically apply? Yeah, it varies. You know, like any big game hunting season in Wyoming, we always you know, go out and count the animals as best we can, get a measure on what's there and what's available for harvest in the fall. And so it varies a little bit. Right now, say this fall, we're offering 125. For type 1, type 1 is for any bison. So most people like to kill a bull on that license. And then 25 for cow-calf or or type 4. And so not a ton of licenses. You know, we have a population objective like we do for all of our big game herds. And our objective for the Jackson bison herd is 500. And we've been hovering right around that. So, you know, we're just trying to catch up with whatever reproduction happens in a year. And so, yeah, 125 bull tags and, and 25 for our cow or calf. As far as the number of people that put in, it varies, of course, by resident, non-resident. Say, of those 125 bull tags, 100 will go to residents, 25 will go to non-residents. And, you know, we had 482 non-resident applicants for those 25 lights, so 5% dry knot. In that case, for the non-residents, for residents, a lot more applicants, over 1,000, and we had 9% dry knot in those bull tags for the residents. Actually, better odds than I expected. A little bit, yeah. I mean, it's better than some of the hunt areas for elk and antelope in in those really highly sought-after hunt areas, so not too bad. All right, so let's say you are lucky enough to draw a bison tag. Where in the state do these hunts take place? Yeah, so the Jackson bison herd uh, spends the bulk of their time in Grand Teton National Park, which is just north of Jackson, between Jackson and Yellowstone National Park. And, you know, this is a tricky hunt. I'll be quite honest with you because most of the time this bison herd has learned to hang out in Grand Teton National Park where they're not hunted. They do come out onto adjacent national forest land or later in the winter onto the National Elk Refuge, which is also adjacent on the southern end of Grand Teton National Park. And the bulk of the harvest of these animals does take place on the National Elk Refuge. But they typically don't come on to the National Elk Refuge until mid to late January. The season runs from August 15 until January 31st each year. And I tell you, we've been having milder winters like most places. And they've really figured out that, you know, they can hang out in Grand Teton National Park longer and longer into the winter and you know when they get deep enough snows here then then they tend to move on to the national elk refuge which is traditional winter range and it just seems later and later and so boy i tell you for the people who have these bison tags they're off limits for much of the hunting season until the very end and there's a lot of hand wringing you know about are these bison going to come over onto the national elk refuge and like i say a lot of times it's the last couple of weeks you know or even later 
uh, of that hunting season. And so it's tough. You know, I mean, it's a it's a situation where it really helps to be available when they cross the line, you know, when they cross over into an open hunt area. And so there's obviously an advantage for people who are local and can respond quickly and get there when those bison move on to the open hunt area. Very interesting, and that really puts the whole hunt in perspective, too. Now, I understand you can hunt on the National Elk Refuge, but there's a couple of more hoops you have to jump through. You just can't walk on there with your bison tag, can you? Yeah, exactly. You do need to get a, an access permit for the National Elk Refuge to hunt bison there and elk, because we hunt elk there as well in the fall. And that's done through the Wyoming Game and Fish Department's website through our program called Access Yes. And most of the permits go to hunter management areas on private land through that Access Yes program, but we set one up specifically for the National Elk Refuge. It's it's a hunter management area to its own, and both elk hunters and bison hunters apply for an access permit to the National Elk Refuge for either of those. One other question I want to ask you, how hard is bison hunting? I mean, you know, you see them at Yellowstone. They walk right next to your car. Same with Grand Teton. Are they pretty easy to hunt or not? Well, I think that's one of the misconceptions about bison is most people's exposure to them is in, on a summer vacation or whatever. And you're right. They can be very docile and right next to the road. And it looks like, wow, this would be an easy hunt. But, you know, they're not dumb at all. And they know, you know, where they're hunted and where they're not. And they stay in the areas where they're not hunted, of course, as long as possible. And then when the winter really drives them down into, the, say, the National Elk Refuge, where most of our harvest takes place, you know, they can be wily too. And it's no gimme, for sure. Like our success rates, for instance, for bulls is about 60%. And uh, for cows, it's about 40%. And so some of the bulls get taken on national forest lands. It's a little hillier, rougher terrain. The cows and calves tend to stay on the valley floor a little more. And so that's why probably that, that success rate is a little bit lower for cows and calves than, say, bulls. One other question for you. I know that non-residents often have to use guides in the state of Wyoming if they're hunting big game. Does that apply for bison as well? You do not have to have an outfitter or guide to hunt bison. You can certainly do it on your own, and many people do. Uh, it's nice, I will say, because the outfitters are keeping a pretty close eye on when those bison are becoming available. and can be a good source of information, you know, for those hunters that are their clients. And then, of course, when you get them down on the ground, that's when the real work starts because, you know, a bull is a 2,000-pound animal, and it's a major project to get them out of the field. And, of course, a, an outfitter guide can really be handy in that way as well. But it's not required. Plenty of people do it on their own. They have maybe their own horses or not even bring along three or four of your buddies would have a strong back and, and they can be pretty valued. And you can definitely get a bison out all by yourself. Well, those would have to be very mm -hmm. good friends to haul that much meat out. Let's put it that way. We have got to yeah. go. But folks, if you want to find out more about applying for a tag to hunt bison in Wyoming and get some great information once you do, go to the Wyoming Game and Fish website and just just look for information on bison. There's all sorts of information there, in-depth YouTube videos. You'll get all the information you need about hunting bison in Wyoming. And by the way, there's lots of other great hunting opportunities there, too. Mark, thanks so much for sharing this with us today on America Outdoors Radio. You bet. Thanks, John.
The buffalo, of course, is always associated with the Old West, and if you're lucky enough to draw a bison tag, you should probably bring a rifle that is associated with the Old West. You can do so with a rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. They have several models that come in a 4570 caliber. That's the caliber that was actually designed to hunt buffalo in the American West back in the mid-1800s. Today, Henry Repeating Arms has several models to choose from to include a side gate loading lever action rifle and a new lever action X model that would be perfect on any bison or big game hunt. Find a dealer near you at henryusa.com and don't forget to ask for your free decals and catalog. Hunt of a Lifetime is a nationwide nonprofit organization dedicated to providing hunting and fishing trips to youth 21 and under who suffer from life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. These adventures make big differences in the lives of those who participate in them, and in many cases are literally a dream come true that brings hope and therapy to their lives. Find out more, get involved, or donate today at huntofalifetime.org. That's huntofalifetime.org. Huntofalifetime.org. Hunting and fishing are exercises in hope. Before you head into the woods, you hope to tag out on a deer you'll have to field dress. Before you make that first cast, you hope for a big fish to clean and fillet. When your hopes are realized, you'll need a sharp knife. Whether you sharpen that blade on a power sharpener in the shop or a manual sharpener in the field, WorkSharp has the tool for you. Look for WorkSharp products in sporting and stores near you or online at WorkSharpTools.com. You're back in with America Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. We continue to tell you about some of the innovative new products coming out of ICAST, that huge trade show in Orlando, Florida, put on by the American Sport Fishing Association every year. And now it's time to tell you about the very best product of all. It actually beat out 900 other products developed by teams of scientists and engineers and companies backed by millions of dollars. But this is an upstart company with an upstart product, the Packback B88 Combo, and we've got the CEO of this small company on the line coming at us from Anchorage, Alaska, Brian McKinnon. Brian, congratulations. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure and definitely a life-changing experience. We didn't expect that we were going to win against all the big boys. You know, I knew that we had a chance in the cooler industry just because my cooler got designed around the fact that I couldn't find what I needed in the field and so I knew it was different. I knew that it was going to appeal to a lot of sports enthusiasts like me, um, fishers and hunters and people that just really like to get out into the woods. But I didn't think a little guy that got it, you know, signed up three weeks before the show and got the cheapest possible area that we could get going against, you know, million dollar displays and live music and bars and stuff inside the expo was, you know, I didn't think we were going to get best of show, but it just goes to prove that you know, the sporting industry is so amazing. ICAST is so amazing, and the product spoke for itself. And I just love this David versus Goliath story as well. So why don't you start off by explaining to our listeners what the Packback P88 MK Combo is, because it's a lot more than just a cooler. Yeah, you know, being in Alaska, I've kind of gone through all the different coolers and stuff. It's an absolute necessity with how we live and how we do things, but... 
I had to take out so much stuff when I went camping. And there was always this situation where I kind of would look back at everything and go, man, I want to combine it in all one thing. So what I did over the years, I actually did a hundred different renditions in CAD of the cooler alone before I finally said, that's it. That's the one that I would go and buy and be extremely happy with. We wrote a mold it, made it as, as, as strong as we could, but it's, you know, it's pretty much two different rotomolded coolers, a fold-out table, a cutting board, and the first ever battery-operated vacuum sealer all combined into one product to build the ultimate mobile kitchen. You know, you, you have two compartments. You have the one compartment that's 78 quarts. Then you have a 22-quart compartment that's completely separated by uh, an insulated wall. So they're both insulated separately. And then the lid to the smaller compartment is an eight-quart compartment that holds the first ever battery-operated vacuum sealer. There's a table that mounts to the top of the big lid. So when you open it and it's stowed away and mounted, it all folds down to the size of a regular cooler. When you open the lid, you have access to all the different compartments. And then you can also take that top lid off, and it it doubles your workspace on either side of the cooler in the form of a fold-out table. This is just an amazing concept that you have here. And I know you're a fisherman. I know you live in Alaska. I'm guessing Mm -hmm. you spend a lot of time on the rivers catching and cleaning salmon. How did you come up with this idea? And did you come up with it alone? No. You know, actually, not a lot of people got to hear this side of the story. But me and a friend, it's one of the reasons I was at the Vegas Massacre. Um, One of our friends, uh, Daniel McGrew, and I were working on it. And it was originally supposed to be a backpack which we do have the backpack, which was there also. But, you know, this is when we first got started on it, it was about seven years ago, but he was my investor and very close friend. He put a couple thousand dollars into it so we can develop the product, and he ended up passing away as well. And so while we're in the middle of developing it, and he was the beginning of a long string of uh, individuals that we had pass between me and a few of my friends that are remaining. There was a total of 31 of them total, 18 of them I was present at death. And then, uh, you know, I was kind of struggling and Adrian Murphy made me actually go to, he actually bought my tickets, even though I was trying to talk him out of it, go to Vegas. And then the Vegas massacre happened and, uh, he ended up dying in my arms there. And that situation kind of flipped me mentally Oh yes, uh, to say the least. And then I got lost, lost everything in my life, lost all the equity in the company that I had previously, which I was highly dependent on. And so ended up homeless for a year and I ended up giving up. I ate a bunch of pills that I had left over from my reconstructive surgery on my shoulder because of the, the shooting. I don't take pharmaceuticals, so I had them kind of collected and uh, ate those pills and ended up getting woken up because like 20 minutes later, the, um, the 7.1 earthquake happened, which is something I can't deny. It kind of gave me that kind of you know, spotlight situation where it's like, I, now I know I'm supposed to be here, you know? And so after that, I kind of worked my way into a position up on the North Slope. I would say forced my way into a position on the North Slope because I actually showed up on the guy's doorstep. But while going up there, you know, there was a certain way that I had to be up there. I had to, you know, work for free for a little bit. And until my piss test came back in, well, the cooler, my first drawing for the cooler was on the back of that piss test while I was waiting there for my first job, getting out of homeless. So it really became my reason to keep working and stuff. And once I started getting into it, you know, I got to think about it. 
quite a bit more and what I actually needed out of the product and it kept developing and developing and developing over the years. I bootstrapped the whole thing and paid for it. Half of every single paycheck was dedicated to it. And, um, you know, the stronger development teams that I got, you know, it developed even more and more and more. And then it finally turned into what it is, you know, and it's quite literally everything that I know that I need as a uh, outdoorsman, an angler and a hunter. I can use it in all different aspects of life from tailgating and uh, to fishing, to hunting, to, you know, just going to the beach. But that's it. It just seems like it seems like everybody re- responded the same way to it, which I'm very excited because this was... I mean, after going through all the work and doing it and, you know, constantly having those questions in your head, are you, you know, are you wasting money on something, especially when you're in a position like me with no money, no investor, no nothing? ICAST really gave me that validation. Oh, yes. It was an emotional situation, to say the least, you know. Well, you definitely came from literally nothing, as you described after Mm -hmm. the biggest massacre to the top of the world, the pinnacle of success when it comes to the sport fishing industry. So... Congratulations again. I guess the last question I have is, obviously, you've probably got lots of people interested in investing at this point. When is this coming to market? Where can folks find it? And how much will it cost? We actually just finished our Kickstarter yesterday. We were in Kickstarter while we were at ICAST. So that's another aspect of, I can't believe we won because we're so new. But the molds have been purchased. We own everything. The products are patented completely. And we have already ordered our first batch of products before ICAST. We're actually quadrupling the order now. But our products are expected in early September. That's us giving a little bit of time for unexpected shipping situations with everything that's going on right now with gas prices and, you know, ports and stuff being blocked up. But we are setting our website up again so you can actually pre-order the product direct to consumer if you want to. So you'll be able to order them still until the product gets here. But as soon as, you know, as soon as that happens, yeah, we're going all out. We have our first contract that we're working out right now with the AFI stores on base, which is very big to me because military veterans is what finally helped me deal with my PTSD and understand why what was happening to me was happening to me and allowed me to get my control of my life back. So it's a, a very powerful thing that, the, you know, our first retail contract is going to be providing these things with the soldiers on base at a good discount price. You're unfortunately out of time, Brian, but folks, if you want to find out about ordering this Packpack Combo, an amazing invention, go to packback.com. Let me spell that P A C B A K.com. Packback.com, spelled P A C B A K.com. Go ahead and pre order as soon as that website is redone. Again, they should be available in September, and I have no doubt. They'll be available not only on military bases, but all sorts of other stores in the near future. Brian, thanks for sharing your incredible story with us today on America Outdoors Radio. Thank you so much for your time. Now, after you buy one of these combo coolers, I have no doubt you'll be using it streamside to fillet fish and then vacuum seal them, or maybe out in the field when you're cleaning game birds or game animals. And one other thing you want to pack on these expeditions besides the cooler is a sharp knife and a knife sharpener to go with it and that knife sharpener really ought to be one from work sharp they've got all sorts of manual knife sharpeners from pocket knife sharpeners to guided field sharpeners to precision angle knife sharpeners that'll keep your fillet knives and game cleaning knives sharp to make the job easier in the field look for work sharp knife sharpeners at quality sporting goods stores near you or online anytime at worksharptools.com 
Sportsman's Cove Lodge in Southeast Alaska is booked for the season, which means now is the time to book for next year. And you'll want to do so soon because at the end of a typical summer, the lodge is over 80% booked. The reasons? The great fishing, the wonderful location, the comfortable accommodations, the fantastic food, and the over-the-top customer service. You'll find it all at Sportsman's Cove Lodge. Book today at alaskasbestlodge.com. Ready to step up to a quality-built rifle or shotgun that's a true classic? Check out Henry Repeating Arms, American-made. There's over 200 models to choose from in a variety of finishes and calibers for hunters and target shooters. Many of these are lever-action models with a look right out of the Old West. Don't be deceived, though. Henry Repeating Arms are modern, rugged, accurate, reliable, and have a lifetime guarantee. Find out more and order a free catalog today at HenryUSA.com. That's HenryUSA.com. Hunt of a Lifetime is a nationwide nonprofit organization dedicated to providing hunting and fishing trips to youth 21 and under who suffer from life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. These adventures make big differences in the lives of those who participate in them, and in many cases are literally a dream come true that brings hope and therapy to their lives. Find out more, get involved, or donate today at huntofalifetime.org. That's huntofalifetime.org. Huntofalifetime.org. Come explore the Dalles in Oregon for outdoors fun. Hike amongst the wildflowers, bike our riverfront trail, or visit the Gorge Discovery Center where you can enjoy a live raptor display. Or even check out our National Neon Sign Museum. But don't forget the fishing. We've got salmon, steelhead, bass, walleye, and monster-sized sturgeon waiting just for you. When the day is done, tell those tall tales at one of our wineries, breweries, or restaurants and plan your next adventure. Find out more at explorethedalles.com. Welcome back to America Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz. As promised, we're going to share a number of the best new products that got awards in their different categories at ICAST, that big trade show for the sport fishing industry that just wrapped up a couple of weeks ago in Orlando, Florida. The one I think a lot of folks thought was going to win the Best of Show award was the new Mega Live Imaging Target Lock from Humminbird and Johnson Outdoors. You know, this combines not only active forward sonar, but it also combines spot lock into one feature. Uh, this is going to really change offshore bass fishing quite a bit on the tournament trail. Some other best of category winners, well, in the boating accessories department, the Fraybill Recharge Deluxe Aerator, something we talked about on our sister show, Northwestern Outdoors Radio, won. The Garmin LiveScope Plus Ice Fishing Bundle won in the ice fishing category. Something unique in the warm weather technical apparel is the Solar Flex Guide Cooling Hoodie from Sims Fishing Products. Keeps you cool even though you're covered up on a hot day. And if it's cold out, you might want to check out the Barricade Rain Suit Acid Camo Colorway from Aftgo. That one in that category. The Bubba Saltwater Multiflex Filet Knife, one in the cutlery category. And the Fraybill Witness Weigh Net, which actually weighs your fish in the net. Don't have to take it out at all. That one, the best of category and fishing accessory, as we predicted on our sister show. 
If you like fishing with frogs, you'll want to check out the new Plano Edge Frog Box that won the Best of Tackle Management category. And when it comes to fishing line, the Spider Wire Durabraid High Viz Yellow won out this year. As far as fishing rods go, the Banshee Fly Fishing Rod won out in that category. That's made by Bull Bay Tackle Company. The Legend Tournament Bass Rod from St. Croix won for the Best Freshwater Rod. And Ugly Sticks Carbon Inshore Rod won for the Best Saltwater Rod. As for the Best Rod and Reel Combos, the Shimano Spheros SW Combo won. And turning to just reels, the Shimano Stella FK won for the Best Freshwater Reel. And the Pen Authority Spinning Reel won out for the Best Saltwater Reel. Speaking of pen reels, I've got to tell you about the reels we were using up at Sportsman's Cove Lodge in Alaska. Real issue with the pen squall reels. These are level wine reels that we were using. Had four of them with the anti-reverse go out. Turns out they bought a hundred of these reels and the vast majority of them, there's a small part that gave way and the majority of their reels have no anti-reverse on it. And this isn't a new problem either. Checking on YouTube, I found out the folks have been talking about this for a couple of years now. I reached out to Penn for comment on this situation and unfortunately received no response. So buyer beware when it comes to the Penn Squall level wind reel. It's not a winner. It's a big loser. Next up on America Outdoors Radio, you are all very well aware that Henry Repeating Arms is a sponsor of this show, and I love working with them for a couple reasons. Number one, they make all their firearms right here in the USA, and number two, they go above and beyond and do some really great things for people and for conservation and for some of the establishments and organizations that I love. And with us here to tell you more about that is Dan Clayton Luce. He's the communications director for Henry Repeating Arms. Dan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me back. Always a pleasure. Well, I just have to give you a big shout out about what's been going on recently with Henry Repeating Arms. Saw a press release last week where you donated $50,000 to the veterans of foreign wars. Tell our listeners more about that. Yeah, so this year we're celebrating our 25th anniversary, and part of that, a big part of that celebration is what we're calling a silver anniversary pledge, which we'll be donating, when all is said and done, a million dollars to the nonprofits and charities and organizations that we are proud to help support. So one of them you mentioned, the VFW, our company president was out there to donate a check to them. Before that, it was Tunnel to Towers, uh, and our CEO presented a check to their CEO. And then next up, I believe, will be at the American Legion National Convention, donating some money to them. And yeah, so just kind of spanning a bunch of different categories from children's hospitals to Second Amendment organizations to wildlife and habitat conservation, you know, these uh, constituencies that we kind of hold dear to us as a company. You don't have to do this, and most firearms companies, as a matter of fact, most companies, period, don't do this sort of thing because the focus is always on the bottom line. It's always on profit. But the fact that your company has a heart, so to speak, to do this and and to share your profits with some of these great organizations, it's really impressive. And Does this go back to the CEO, Anthony Imperato? Yeah, 100%. It all goes back to him. And, and it's just uh, for as long as I've been with the company, which in some capacity now that's been, you know, let's say seven or eight years, this is how Henry has always operated, not just with the organizations that directly affect the firearms industry, but, you know, outside of that as well. 
We should also mention the fact that Henry Repeating Arms is a, a big supporter of conservation organizations. I know that you just donated a, a very nice side gate repeating lever action rifle to the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation for their big online auction. And matter of fact, I, I don't think I've ever been to a Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation banquet where there hasn't been a Henry Repeating Arms Golden Boy or something similar on the auction block. Yeah, I think now we're actually doing, um, you know, the bid cards for those RMEF events. I believe we're, you know, giving away a rifle at the end of the year and, you know, people are signing up using those bid cards too. So, yeah, we, we definitely do a lot of work with RMEF. Very proud to help support them. Great organization. Well, they are. And any organization that has the, the tagline of hunting is conservation, you got to get behind that. Now, last but not least, I want to talk about what I consider to be your signature way of helping tell our listeners about this yeah so guns for great causes kind of encompasses you know everything that we've talked about here you know you could consider the silver anniversary pledge a part of guns for great causes it's basically you know what we refer to as the charitable branch of the company but i think the campaigns that kind of gave it its name are these campaigns that we've done to raise funds for the families of individual sick children. Those are kind of the most heartwarming stories, I guess. And yeah, you know, a family will reach out to, you know, 99% of the time, they're reaching out directly to our CEO. And, you know, it's a kid that's going through, you know, just an unthinkably rough time with cancer treatments or, you know, some rare disease or something like that. And then we do what we do best, which is build guns. We'll do some engraving on them and then, you know, donate all those and sell them or auction them off to raise funds and then hand over all those profits to the family to help with medical expenses. And yeah, it's, you know, we do as many as we possibly can. I think we're doing about three or four a year. And it's just, it's such a great thing to be a part of. In fact, you're rolling out another one this week, aren't you? Yeah, we have on Thursday. We'll be announcing the next one, and, and this one, I'm telling, this one's been a hard one to work on. We we've had these rifles in the works for quite some time now. You know, there's quite a bit involved with doing you know custom rifles when there's engraving and hand painting involved and everything like that. So we've had these rifles in the works for for quite some time, and unfortunately, Danica, who is the the little girl that these rifles are going to benefit. She passed away recently after a three and a half year battle with brain cancer. And uh, that was a couple months ago. So unfortunately, she will not be seeing the end result of our of our efforts here. But, you know, in speaking with her parents, they want us to move forward with this and, you know, kind of have her memory live on through these rifles. Well, I think it's wonderful you're doing that. And it's wonderful with all of these different charitable projects that you're doing, folks. Again, Henry Repeating Arms, they're more than just a firearms company. They're a firearms company based right here in America, building their firearms in America, and they're a company that cares. Find out more at henryusa.com. That's the website to go to, henryusa.com. Dan, thanks for sharing this with us, and keep up the great work. Thank you, John. I really appreciate it. And on that note, we've got to go. I hope you've enjoyed this edition of America Outdoors Radio. I'd like to thank our great guests today, Brian McKinnon, Nathan Ragsdale, Mark Gokey, and Dan Clayton Luce. It's guests like these that make it a pleasure to bring you this show every week. Until next time, I do hope that you remain healthy. I hope you are blessed. And remember this, it is your country and your outdoors, so get out there and enjoy it.
backcountry hunters and anglers. You may have heard of us, but what are we about? BHA is the voice for your wild public lands, waters, and wildlife. From national level policy work to boots on the ground projects like public land cleanups, we work across North America to uphold the legacy of our public lands and waters, as well as your opportunity to hunt, fish, and recreate on them. Stand up for public lands and waters and become a BHA member today. Visit backcountryhunters.org. Pheasants Forever is working hard every day to ensure there's more wildlife habitat for the future. To join us, go to pheasantsforever.org. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free.